Hi friends and welcome to Autism Nuts, the podcast, the lockdown special. Like many podcasters out there, I really wanted to share the stories of some of my listeners about how they've been dealing with lockdown with their autistic children. And a few of my listeners have sent their stories to me, which I will play for you during this episode. So firstly, I wanted to talk a little bit about my lockdown story with Charlie thus far. Um, It's potentially like a lot of people's out there. So when everything changed for me was March the 12th, when I got a call from my boss in the evening saying that we were to work from home. Then after Boris's speech where he said he would level with us and we would potentially lose people close to us, of course, I felt immediately very frightened for my parents and grandparents. um, And I'm sure this was the same for a lot of you. I also couldn't imagine me being able to work uh, with having Charlie full time and no help because obviously his carers can't come to the house anymore. And this actually caused me great distress. And I thought there was no chance that I'd be able to work. And therefore I'd have no chance but to quit my job. And then we were told that children with EHCP plans would be eligible to attend school. And actually, this was a lifesaver for me. Some parents have decided not to send their children back to school. And that decision has been made personally by them because of their circumstances. Um, For me, I decided to keep sending Charlie to school as he gets all of his therapy um, there. And he's very reliant on routine. And I know I always bang on about it, but I'm a single mom. So in fact, it made sense for me. I did have him over the Easter holidays by myself and actually we did get into a nice little routine and that actually got broken when he went back to school. So we have been having some tricky times, um, awful sleep. He's waking up every night at about one and will normally stay awake till about three or four. So just before lockdown happened, I actually received my appointment uh, with CAMS that I'd been waiting on for about two years, nearly two years. And as many of you know, I decided to go private before then and spent all of my savings on getting Charlie in to see a doctor about his ADHD. And uh, he did prescribe uh, medication. Then when we went to CAMS, they agreed that he does have ADHD as well as autism. So he's got a comorbid diagnosis and he now takes uh, medication, uh, which has helped reduce his hyperactivity. So if you have any questions about that, uh, please do send them in. As I said, I'm no expert. I'm just speaking from my experience. And before we hear the stories, I just wanted to reiterate the new rules and guidelines um, set out by the government for people with learning disabilities, including autism. And that says that if you are autistic or have a learning disability, you are allowed to leave your home more than once a day and travel beyond your local area which is amazing because before um, that was published, I would be taking Charlie out for kind of two hour walks and I knew that kind of wasn't allowed. But, you know, he adores his um, walks and uh, really important for his mental health um, and for mine. So I'm really glad that they published those guidelines. And I hope you all enjoy this episode. Um, thank you so much for those that sent in their stories. And I hope this provides some easy, easy listening for you during lockdown. I just wanted to say that even though I am not on the front line and I'm not risking my life every day and massive respect and love to those that are, including one of my best friends, Lisa, who is an ITU nurse. So, yeah, thank you to 
all of the all of the workers, even down to the people packing our food, you know, we couldn't do this without any of you guys. But I did want to say for me, I guess this has given me the gift of time and has made me think a lot about the things I want to change uh, for both mine and Charlie's life when things go back to, well, will they go back to how they were when we get back to the new normal? Here are some lockdown stories from my lovely listeners. My name's Maria Bettis uh, and I've got a four-year-old daughter, Edie, um, who's autistic. So how um, have we found lockdown? Well, we actually removed area quite timely just before Christmas. So brand new area, brand new nursery for Edie, brand new house. Um, She just settled into nursery and then lockdown happened. So um, timing-wise on our part, uh, not really ideal. So we knew it was going to be tough. But yeah, it's been challenging, really challenging. We found that as the weeks have gone on, Edie's uh, sort of sensory seeking behaviour and her meltdowns have got more intense and longer. So, I mean, today's probably a really good example in that she was having a meltdown for the majority of the day, off and on. And we also have a two and a half year old uh, spirited toddler who is definitely going through the terrible twos. So managing the two is is really tricky. And I think where what it makes you realise is your support network on a normal day to day where I'm quite fortunate. I've got my mother-in-law around the corner. My mum comes to visit. I've got friends who I can go and see. And actually, when you take all of that away, it is really tough, um, really challenging so yeah, um, it, it's been really hard. Um, however, I also think we've learned loads during this time as a family. So I don't usually have both children together because it's really challenging on my own. Edie's runs off and, you know, the, the sort of standard things where she kind of needs one-to-one attention. But now that I've had Edie and I together for quite a long time, I've just seen this, the most amazing bond between them form so Arlo who's two and a half and does communicate really well um a lot better than Edie um who's sort of semi-verbal and he actually understands a lot of what she's saying when even I don't and they have little conversations in gobbledygook so that is really lovely I've just noticed that uh, over the last sort of week or two and it's literally makes my heart melt and he's at the point now where he'll come and tell me if he's doing something dangerous, which he's, he's never done before. So I think he's getting more awareness that she's a little bit unique and we need to sort of watch out for her. And I've also learned as well, I think for my own sanity, when to zone out of conversations and chats with people that maybe don't completely get the challenges of having a special needs child or conversations that will just make me feel a bit low about my situation so friends with neurotypical children of the same age you're quite innocently having conversations about what they're doing with their kids but actually I've realized that for me sometimes I just don't really need to to read too much of that because my reality is very different um and it it can make me feel quite down because my days can be be really hard and I don't think until you've lived through having a child with additional needs you can't really fully understand how some days can can go 
so yeah and then my third thing that I've learned is that we should have really thought hard about our lockdown exercise walk because um we now can't take a different route because Edie refuses um, so we're doing the same loop when we go for a walk so that's quite interesting and I also just wanted to say as well like anyone who is going through this with a child with additional needs I just have so much love support and respect for because yeah it is some days are really hard some days I actually feel like a super mum where I'm like I've got this um but other days are very very hard and can be very isolating so anyone going through it has my my full love and respect um and we're all superheroes I think and hopefully we'll come out the other side of this stronger people having learnt lots lots about our children And here is Katie talking about her daughter, Edie. Edie has been absolutely amazing during the lockdown. Um, When we heard that the lockdown was going to happen, we knew it was going to be imminent. The only thing I needed to do um, that I was worried about was getting the garden sorted because we used to go to the park like twice a day, so I knew she would really miss that. So all my family and friends came together and we sorted the garden out in days. A friend gave us a huge swing set. Um, I got her a big slide. She's got sand pits, water table. Uh, she absolutely loves it. And she has loved every single second of being at home. She is really chilled. She's not anxious. She's just come on so much just being at home. She just seems so happy. She's saying new words. She just absolutely loves being at home, I think. The only negative thing is the sleep has got even worse. But I think that's because she just spends so much time with us. She doesn't want to leave us. So now she's falling asleep on the sofa. But she's so happy and just loving not going out. And I see now how anxious she actually was was before because we did quite a lot so she goes to nursery two days a week whilst I work and then I used to take her to a special needs group and a music class she's just so happy you can see such a big change in her and she's just totally been amazing she's flourishing being at home which was very different to what I expected she's so happy really really happy at home bless her so it's going to be interesting when life goes back to normal but yeah for Edie she is at Absolutely loving being at home. Hi, I'm Kerry. My eldest son, Angus, is eight. We have received his autism diagnosis during lockdown. He had his ADOS assessment back in February after a wait of almost two and a half years from referral. We should have received feedback face to face, but we had to make do with a phone call. Even though I knew in my gut what was coming, I still burst into tears when I heard the doctor say the words, we've given your son a diagnosis of autistic spectrum disorder. For the next few days, I felt all the emotions, which wasn't helped by the fact that after almost three weeks in bed with presumed COVID-19, I now had a bacterial pneumonia secondary infection. Life, I felt, couldn't really get much bleaker. I felt validated for knowing in my gut that Angus's challenges were not down to lack of boundaries, bad behaviour, bad parenting, which were all things I'd been told by so-called friends and even by close family. In fact, the very first time we met with a psychologist from CAMS, she told me she thought Angus's challenges were down to poor attachment. I felt rage at all these people for making me feel like I'd done a bad job, like I'd failed my son, when in fact all I had done was support him and try to make the world less scary for him. 
But as the days have gone past, I feel calm. Angus is the same as he always was, and nothing has changed. He is adoring lockdown. He is calm, he is happy, he is peaceful. All the anxieties of everyday life, particularly school, have been removed. His ideal state of being is to social distance, to isolate, so he is living the dream. We're incredibly lucky to live in the countryside on a farm where he can roam free. I haven't attempted homeschooling. Instead, he collects all pellets from the woods and dissects them, identifying the skulls and bones of voles and field mice. He builds intricate Lego creations and pushes his tractors, his toy tractors, up and down the garden endlessly. He's happy, and his happiness and calmness radiates out to all of us. Because in the normal world, his anxiety puts us into a permanent state of fight or flight. In lockdown, that has gone. So on reflection, perhaps lockdown has been the best time we could ever have received his diagnosis. This time has shown us that the people you love and your health are really all that matters. And we love our son so much. He is happy and healthy. And really, that is all that matters. The rest we'll deal with one day at a time, another day. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And I just wanted to say that um, I'm still planning to make episodes of Autism and Us, but they will be coming as and when I can because, yeah, it's tough to, to fit it all in, but I enjoy it so much. Thank you so much to Maria, Kerry and Katie for sending in their lockdown stories. Thank you for listening. It really means so much to me. And hopefully I'll be putting out another episode very soon. In the meantime, stay safe.